Welcome everybody to For the Culture, the center point in art and entrepreneurship. I'm your host Deepak Batty and today I have a guest who has made his way around Kelowna and lots of different other festivals. Uh, he's played with people like Chris Lake, Sasha Robotti, Ski Tour, J-Pod, The Funkonomics, and even Vanek. And the festivals he's played are 2015 Lethbridge Electronic Music Festival, 2016 Summer Bass Music Festival, and the 2017-2018 Snowbombing Canadian Music Festival, and so many more, like Curiosity Fests, he just did Electrodio in Calgary, and he's about to do COG next week and Motion Notion later this year as well. I've Ben Stunden, aka Stun Music. He's got a stacked year going on for him, and I'm really psyched to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, Ben! Awesome to be here, man. I'm stoked. <laughs> Hell <laughs> Thanks yeah. Thanks for the intro. It was good. <laughs> Thanks, man. I wanted to make sure that like I got people like hyped. Like, people who the hell know? is this guy? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, welcome to the show, man. So uh, you're really busy this year, obviously, right? How many yeah. festivals are you playing this year? Uh, five. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I might get one more in September, but that's still uh, to, be D, to be determined. Right. I can't talk too much about that now. But. TBD, huh? So yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much I did six. Five... I think six. I think it's going to happen. Damn. So yeah, pretty good summer. That's like five or six more than what I've done this year. <laughs> <laughs> All good, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, man. And you mostly play at Sapphire, though, when you're not like playing these festivals, right? Yeah. Um, there's a night. So there's Saturday night that goes on. And in the back room, uh, me and my friend Jake, otherwise known as Broken Future, we run yeah. this night called Deep Down Inside. And it's just kind of uh, like a basically exactly the kind of music that I play out at festivals, more or less. Uh, it's just like a deep house night. Right. So it's perfect. I don't have to take requests. I kind of just have to get to educate. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And uh, to clarify, Ben plays house music, deep house. Yeah, house. yeah, like tech house, kind of all under the umbrella. Like, I don't really like anything too obnoxious. Yeah. I like a lot of... Uh, like catchy vocal hooks, pitch down, make it sound all dark and scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, at this point, Broken Futures podcast will already be out, but it's coming out as far as like we're concerned right now, it's coming out tomorrow. Cool. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's really sick. Like I find that Broken Future, those guys and you seem to really like sort of more just instead of just going totally wild, uh, you like uh, you seem to be more of like a nod your head, just sort of chill in the moment type. Yeah, we, we treat it, like, pretty professionally, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we have our studio, Beat Lab. Um, we were there pretty much working, I would say, every day, more or less, unless there's some, like, obligation that's going to keep us away from it. We're usually, we have a group chat. It's called the Roll Patrol. <laughs> we call uh, the music, we, like, rollers, like, you know, because the bass line just rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, we just kind of, like, we're always, like, on it. Like, who's in the studio? Like, we're in the studio tonight. If someone's kind of, like, lagging a bit, we'll be like, hey, no, like, get in right now. And so, like, then we have two production rooms. We're, like, always, like, going back and forth between each rooms, like, checking out what we're working on. Or, like, you'll just, like, sit down for, like, 20 minutes and, like, cruise through SoundCloud, like, seeing what's good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's freaking sick, man. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's a really good, like, uh, creative culture. Yeah, totally. And for the like, culture. For the culture. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shout out. <laughs> and it's so and it totally like forces you guys to be accountable on like actually making your music yeah, and everything like that. Yeah, as well. and it's almost it just makes you uh, want to just like work harder because you're like, yeah. oh well, damn, like listen to this. Like, well now I'm gonna have to like get in like make something like double as crazy, and then yeah. you should then like okay, like we're gonna go into this, and this is how I'm starting the festival. And it's like man, oh man, it just like keeps like compounding on each other you know yeah yeah but it's good it's like it's really good it keeps you motivated and you want to work hard and like it's a, it's good to have like uh like a crew to like oh, run yeah. with you know more or less 
Yeah, 100%, because mm-hmm. you guys keep on challenging each other, finding new shit, and just, mm-hmm. like, learning from each other. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, And so, I wanted to also... So, let's... I wanted to kind of get into your history, though. I really wanted to know, like, where you started from um, and how you got into the place that you're at. So, tell me, like, where were you... Where did you come from? Uh, so, I was born in Ottawa. I didn't live there for very long. I moved to Calgary probably when I was a year old. Did all my schooling there up until I was 18. I think I picked up a guitar... When I was 16 or something, and I really wanted to learn how to play music like Blue Rodeo and Sam Roberts. Have you ever heard stuff like that? It's really yeah, acoustic, yeah. folk, rocky. Yeah, yeah. So the first song I ever learned how to play was Brother Down by Sam Roberts. Right. And then, you know how like you kind of like learn things in baby steps? So I'm like, okay, I know three chords. Okay, I'll learn another song. Like, learn another three chords. By the time I've learned like four songs, you know, you can kind of adequately strum along. And so then it just kept snowballing. Um, my dad and a bunch of his buddies used to run a music festival when I was young too. It was called the Solstice Fest. And that probably went on for a good, since I was maybe 12 to 19. And they would book people like Serena Ryder. There was Marianne's Trench, Plain White Tees, Blue Rodeo was there. Wow. Um, So yeah, it was was really fun being young, being in this major festival right away. And I was volunteering at it, cooking artist foods, like running around the green room. So like from a very young age. I was just surrounded by this like awesome music culture, and I really was just like, "Wow, this is so much fun!" And so it was just everything that like I've, I've always was like the kid growing up, like we gotta go check out this show, like we gotta go see this act. So I was very, always very, uh, very into music, and then I didn't really pick up producing, producing until maybe I think I downloaded a pirated version of Logic or something when yeah. I was nineteen or twenty in my dorm just casually messing around and then because i was always playing basketball at that time too right so i didn't really have the time to uh give to learning how to produce like as much as you should because it is quite like a mountain to get like to really understand like the foundations of it oh of course yeah but then uh my last year of university i stopped playing basketball and i just bought a dj mixer then i downloaded ableton and did all the tutorials and you know replace all the time that I had in the gym with uh basketball I just like turned that into uh like a full-on like producing thing and now I just you know do it all the time so yeah. that's pretty much like the reader's digest history of how <laughs> I how I became where I'm sitting in this room right now stun music biography you heard fun fact fun fact so um the song brother down by Sam Roberts yeah do you know that song uh, not it's a pretty iconic song like yeah. it's got a really uh, familiar guitar hook in it yeah yeah and so I actually Brandon from broken future um joked around one day he's like hey you should remix you know take that hook and i was like okay like i will so i took the hook from the song made an entire song like around that hook kind of make a deep house like summary vibe and then i finished it and i sent it to sam roberts and he listened to it and replied to me no way yeah i was like so stoked i the email i was like hey sam like um first song I ever learned guitar was brother down like essentially the first thing i ever took on musically blah 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 i make house music now like here's the finished product if you somehow find time to see it like that'd be really cool I got an email two days later. It was like, hey, Ben, like, oh, my God, love the track. Like, I used to dance to house music all the time in the 90s while I was writing this song. Like, Holy I can't believe shit. you brought the worlds together. Like, I was just like, wow, like, that is pretty damn cool. Like, me 10 years ago would be, like, losing it. <laughs> like, oh, my God, Sam Roberts, like, appreciates the piece of art that I made. That's insane. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. I got that email, honestly, two days ago or so. Like, I, fit, I sent in the song not too long ago, and then I got the email right away. And I was wait, like, wow. you, wait, you got that email two days ago? Yeah, it was like two or three days ago. I got it. <laughs> I only sent it to him, like, a week ago or something, and then he got back to me right away. I went and just got his fan link. 
yeah. from the email or whatever. It was like, oh, like fan at samroberts.com. I was like, hey, like hopefully this gets to you. And like he actually like replied from his personal one and was like, yeah, I hope to run into you one day. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Damn. Yeah. So that, that was that was that was a, one of the, a nice little treat that you get sometimes when you just like share your music. You know, you never know who's gonna actually take a listen. Yeah. Honestly, yo, get your dad to start out Solstice Fest again. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, should yeah. both just like play. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dad, electronic music festival this time. Let's go. Yeah. With, with acoustic, acoustic electronic. That's so hilarious. We'll call it Polar Opposites Fest. Dude, hell yeah. Start it up, man. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, once I have a bit more backing on the stun brand, we'll see, we'll see. I'll right. throw my own festivals, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. that's a for sure thing. I, I guarantee I'll be a part of festivals. I've already kind of worked in and around some just from doing my job at Blueprint. Like, So it's it helps uh, being an artist and working behind the scenes. For those that don't know, I also work at Blueprint Events. Um, and so, yeah, it helps uh, just really learn how, like, the whole industry kind of works. Being an yeah. artist and, like, working the technical side. Yeah. I think that's really important insight to know. Because mm-hmm. not a whole lot of people that are no. in the music sphere know about mm-hmm. the technical part of it. Yeah, and it's like, I'm learning things um, just to almost, like, learn how to not get taken advantage of by mm-hmm. bigger companies. Like, I can see things, uh, I just can see things from both perspectives. Which is, uh, I think, not a lot of people are lucky to have that yeah. when they're on the come up. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. That's friggin' mm-hmm. wild, man. Very, very lucky for you to know that, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and so I wanted to also then get into, like, why house music? Like, what made you want to get into that versus other styles of electronic music or music in general? Uh, well, I I think uh, the first electronic song I ever heard that really, like, grabbed me and, like, was uh, Ghosts and Stuff by Dead Mouse. Oh, dude, that's a freaking classic. Classic, without the <laughs> lyrics, without the yeah. lyrics. I remember yeah. I was going, I remember it honestly clear as day. I was going to see, I think, Transformers with my friend Andrew, and I was playing in his car, and I was just like, what is this synth? Like, it was nuts. Yeah. Like, the lead synth, I was like, I've never heard anything like this in my life. And then I went home, and I started searching, like, dead rats. Like, I couldn't remember. I was like, rats <laughs> and ghosts or you know, zombie mouse. And then I finally found it and it was like awesome. And I probably listened to it like a hundred times that day. Dude. Yeah. That reminds me of high school. Like my friend Nick would always ride around in his Volkswagen golf and he would always play ghosts and stuff and like chug nice. down a monster so energy good. drink. So good. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I just, I, I couldn't believe how, how good it sounded. And then for since then, I think I, I discovered justice and you know, everything just keeps snowballing, but it was always like house music. Cause even like, you know, blue rodeo, Sam Roberts stuff, like it's kind of got like a beat to it. Like it's more upbeat. So I'm not surprised surprised that I just like house music now you know mm-hmm. it was a. Uh, I think I always just was really like groovy stuff yeah and now it's just like taking the form of like you know what I make today right 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 that's freaking wild man mm-hmm. and uh that's sort of for you where, where you see music going from what I hear in your voice and what yeah you're yeah yeah and I also was like a huge rap fan so I incorporate yeah. a lot of rap uh, hooks and stuff into my house music stuff just because I think it sounds cool I noticed that yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah when I was talking to the broken future guys they're sort of more like pure house music yeah they, they have a lot more uh instrumental stuff going on or like big uh booming vocals that like will make you feel all good inside and stuff yeah. and i'm uh, i'm more like dark and dirty yeah but they, they make some like we i've made music with them too like they 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 kind of, they make a, a like a mug like me like a whole spectrum of stuff you know like mm-hmm. they'll make really low-end stuff and then like a really musical bomb one day and just it's good that you can like kind of like revolve around a circle kind of all around one genre go from like melodic to dark and dirty to like kind of just like beach time vibes like nightclub vibes it's cool uh, when you can get to the point to like almost like fit a setting for the song right it's all about perspective right Mm -hmm. and the thing about it is that house music has a really really wide large spectrum yeah large spectrum yeah 
Like, and there's even got like Tiesto would even be house music, but I would never play a Tiesto song. Really? Why? Uh, it's just not my style. Like, it's uh, just not my style at all. Like, that's like main stage, ultra, you know, EDC stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm not that saying that I wouldn't want to play any of those like stages, but that's just, uh, that's just like festival music. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. those massive songs that just get people so hyped up. Like, my stuff's more about like the groove, you know? Right. Like, their sets are almost like peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, like, you know, huge build up, like massive reward, like big breakdowns. Like, I'm kind of just like a constant uh, slope going up, you know? Right. Just like building the energy, building the energy instead of like, cutting it for a minute and i kind of enjoy that just like the constant movement right 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 right. Mm. you make music that you would personally like to listen to yeah it's like when you're making music it's like you're essentially doing it to entertain yourself Pretty you know much. you're just sitting there and you're like oh man like this this is freaking cool like then you want to show your buddies and stuff and you know you send them all the private links so it's just like i don't know it's, it's like a very personal thing at first mm-hmm. and then like eventually it just becomes like something bigger than making beats in your basement you know yeah true yeah yeah true true there's something about like making something that you personally find is so fucking sick mm-hmm. and then you just sort of ride on that high for the rest of your day like yeah. i've done that a lot with my music too oh yeah man yeah. like it's it's i find it like almost like almost affects my mood like yeah. some days i'll be like pissed i'm like damn like today was a bad studio day and i was there for like six hours i was i made a song but i'm just like not happy like a hundred percent with how it sounds but then like there's like days like i had yesterday i just like you know, crush two songs out. I'm like, wow, I'm in such a good mood now. Like, I don't, it was the day, like, I was so mad the day before, but now, like, it doesn't matter at all because, like, <laughs> I have these two songs on. Like, it's such a weird, a weird, uh, like, you know, just creating things is weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. some days you're just feeling it so much and then some days you're not doing it. It's like, why can't I just get back to this state of, like, just being able to, like, create, like, so freely? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's weird. But it is. It's weird how it comes and goes. Yeah. But it's like, I, I've done it enough to like know that it's, if I ever have writer's block, I'm like, well, just wait a day. Like, you know, yeah. don't force it. Like, you'll just keep getting pit. Go, go to the beach. Like, don't wait. Just wait a day and it'll be back. See, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, for your sense of self-awareness, that's a huge, huge thing, man. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just like can realize like, if it's not going, like, it's not the end of the world. I'll come here tomorrow, grab a coffee, like, do my thing. Like, probably make something dope. Like, yeah. it's just not happening today. Like, go to the beach, talk to girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, go, go get out of the studio, Ben. Like, it's okay to leave the studio. <laughs> and you literally, like, your studio is, like, literally, like, right where the beach is. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brandon, Jake, and I, um, we're always, like, if we're making beats, we always go take strolls. Or, like, we have a rooftop patio up there. So, we were, we always are, like, kind of cognitive. Like, all right, let's give the ears a break. Like, mm-hmm. go get, like, a beer. Like, go, you know. Go, go to social. Yeah, run down to social. Like, talk to the people down there because we know everyone. So, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a really convenient spot in Kelowna. Yeah, you, Brandon, and Jake have all, like, this, like, you guys have, like, a really cool thing going on with Blueprint and the studio that you have. Yeah, and the B-Lab studio, it's awesome. Like, we teach out of the studio that we all work at. Um, We used to do events last year. We called them Open House. Mm -hmm. It was a house music night. We did Open House Volume 1 and Volume 2. Yeah. And we did it by donation, and we sold them out, like, sold out the room both times. Like, we had to, like, stop letting people in. Like, the owner was like, you guys gotta, like, chill out on this one. We're like, oh, man, like... Damn! Yeah, so now that we're so busy this summer with, like, gigs, it's kind of tougher to, like, get a date to do this open house, like, volume three, but I think we might be doing it in August. Okay. So you'll have to come check it out. Hell yeah, It dude. was rowdy. Like, we had, um, like, I have my brother, he does, like, all this specialized video technician stuff, and he had, like, art up on the wall that was uh, being projected on by, uh, like, a 3D printer, or a 3D whatever projector yeah and it was just so cool like, it was just like morphing and like it just like made this whole event look uh really uh like special yeah and we brought in our own sound system for it and it was just uh me brandon jake and kane and then our friend chad that played so it was just mm-hmm. only like four different acts and it was just absolutely packed 
like wow. so packed. Like it was definitely the biggest club show I've ever played, and I'm like it was our own, which right. is cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and you said you're doing that in August, then? We're, we want to. Yeah. Like nothing 100 percent like confirmed yet, but I know I'm gonna try to bring it up. Yeah. And I know Brandon's been bringing it up, so like we, we just have to like pick the date, pretty much. That's what happened last time. We were like, just pick the date, and it's real. Yeah. So I think uh, I think Brandon might have a date in mind. Like he he's no, can kind of knows what the calendar is over there. So uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so sick. That's mm-hmm. incredible, actually. Um, and it's really cool when you just get to make your own thing and people resonate with this so heavy, right? Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing about making Yeah, like, I, I'm just, like, a big believer. Like, if you want to, like, you know, it's, like, turn one heart, turn a million. It's, like, you just have to make, like, an impact in your community mm-hmm. of what you're doing. And it's, like, I feel like we're doing that. Yeah. You know, like, people came to our events. They like the Beat Lab shows. Like, we, we get recognized now at festivals as, like, all the Beat Lab guys. So it's, like, you know, we've, like, made that impact. You know what I mean? And I was just, wow. you build on that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so sick. And speaking of festivals, I wanted to actually, like, talk to you about that. Like, wh- how did you get into doing all those festivals? Uh, it's kind of a combination of things. Um, first, you have to uh, have, like, a good product, you know? Like, you mm-hmm. have to be, like, your music has to sound good. Like, you have to know how to DJ. Like, you have to be able to be competent on the decks. You got to, like be nice guy like networking is huge in any creative industry you know it's almost like a not what you know it's who you know mm-hmm. but in this case it's i would say it's almost like 50 50 so it's like you got to like know what you're doing and then um i'm just like so for example curiosity uh we were given a five-hour takeover like beat lab takeover on the temple stage yeah. on saturday night which is a pretty cool slot it went from six to eleven yeah and uh so a member of the beat lab uh wes his dj name is wes please he's playing a shambala this near you guys should check him out. His cousin, Joey, throws curiosity. Joey once came to the studio and Wes was working. He's like, what is this place? I was like, oh, like these guys are all like, you know, producers, DJ. So that's like how that kind of came to be a curiosity. Right. Joey was there. He's like, wow, this is amazing. Like you guys should do a takeover on my stage. And so that was how that one came to be. Uh, Center Gravity um, was a gig, I think, that we got from our... We, uh, from our boss at Blueprint, I think he helped us out with that one. Um, snow bombing was... Uh, I work for Blueprint, so I was able to get in and play there. Right. Uh, Motion Notion, they reached out to me. Electrodeo, they reached out to me. So it's like a combination, you know, of like right. if people are like up on you or if uh, you're reach- you can also apply to festivals. So it's just like this massive umbrella of like all these things kind of circulating around. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so it's wild that it happens by chance sometimes. It's like at the Curiosity Festival, like mm-hmm. there's no way that just applying normally would have gotten you that take. No, not slot. at all. And I got to set that whole lineup. Like I felt pretty lucky. So I got to like pick like five hours for like these people, all from guys from my studio for like the main stage on Saturday night. Yeah. That's sick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meeting you was also by chance, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you're in the, like, I heard you were doing the interview. And I was like, shit. And I was like, get me on one of those. And I walked in the room and you're right there. I was like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, perfect. Perfect. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like something in the universe just wanted exactly. it to happen, you know? Yeah. And I'm a believer in that. Like, yeah. You know, you know, or like you just put what you want to the universe and like you can work your ass off for it and like you'll get it. Like, I it, think so. It's, it's totally like the people. Like, you know, people that, like, tell you, like, oh, like, you're never going to make it. It's, like, those people are, like, just, they, like, think differently. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they're, they're, it's okay. Like, I don't know. I just think that I kind of, like, think differently than most people. And yeah. I, like, I, I'm not afraid to, like, really work hard for something that I want. Because, like, I did that in basketball. Like, I used to play for, like, eight hours a day. Yeah. And it's, so it's not hard for me to go, like, sit down for, like, an eight-hour studio session. Because it's, like, it feels like the most fun I'm ever having. You know what I mean? So I'm just, like, uh, I, like, think of 
I just like think how to like live life a bit differently because that's like how I've been doing it for so long. It's like yeah. I moved away when I was 18 to go play basketball in Grand Prairie. Like who, what kid would do that if you live in Calgary? It's yeah. like people said I was crazy, but it was one of the best three years of my life. Yeah. So it's like, I'm very open to like, you know, new experiences and moving to Kelowna was kind of one of those things. I was like, I'm going to move to Kelowna and I'm going to get involved in the music scene. Yeah. You know, and now two years later I'm sitting here doing this interview yeah. playing six festivals. Dude. So like, it's, you know, like, proofs in the porridge man like oh of course <laughs> you know of course. you can kind of just like put what you want in the universe and hopefully she gives back yeah i think so and mm-hmm. clearly for you it's happening because you're putting in the hard work you know what's good mm-hmm. people around you fuck with that and yeah. it turns in and it manifested itself into and now and it helps like you know that i teach at the studio now and every person i teach like they'll go home and like you know become a fan of my stuff online so it's it's just really uh it's just like make that impact in your community in all, in every way that you can, you know, whether it be teaching a nine year old kid how to DJ or I'm teaching like this, like 40 year old guy how to DJ later or like teaching a guy how to record himself or like running, you know, you know, a stage for five hours at a festival or doing your own shows, just like making like those impacts wherever you can and like making them like memorable and stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, what? I'm a firm believer in that, you know, you, whatever you bring into the universe, it brings back into you. Right. Like I totally, totally think that um not enough people try hard enough you know like and the people that put down people like you or me or whoever Mm -hmm. that wants to like they just don't get it they don't they just don't get it because like they're just like happy doing their own thing and it just like seems like you know so like upstream yeah or like against the grain you know it's like oh that's weird that he's going out to do this but it's like hey like man like like music's awesome (laughs) you know like this is fun like playing festivals like this is awesome who like who knows what it's going to turn into in a couple years exactly and it helps like working in the industry too so it's like i still have like my music network if i ever need to go like work at a record label or something like Mm -hmm. i have like you know you know enough of like a network where i could go like find these opportunities oh yeah 100 Mm percent. and the thing is you know that you know that like that saying like hurt people hurt people right Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. the people that don't seem to really um the people that haven't like really contributed to wanting to mm. or at least they haven't found the way to like do something creative themselves or yeah like, they so you can't be like scared either yeah you know like a lot of um there's like fear of like putting things out and being criticized like i don't have that at all mm. you know like i i don't really care if you like what i make or not because <laughs> like in the moment i thought it was awesome yeah you know and so like i'm sure there's someone out there that will probably like it too more or less and so far it's you know kind of paid off yeah oh <laughs> yeah clearly yeah clearly like, I, I don't really care like if people like people say like a song sucks I'm like yeah well whatever like, i mean maybe it does <laughs> well next one will be better the thing is all that type of shit is subjective anyway. it is it is it is it's like i don't expect you like like everything i do but you know what isn't subjective though is that you're getting paid to play your music man you're yeah no paid. i know that's that's <laughs> legit like and like so i run my own night with like my buddies yeah. at sapphire so it's like yeah i kind of uh i don't know i'm pleased yeah, I'm pleased with how it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's friggin' amazing. Like, mm-hmm. um, not a whole lot of people around that around here, at least I know, can say that they've done that. Already, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's something that a lot of people try uh, strive for, but they just haven't been able to reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of have to like set out and have a goal in mind. You know, mm-hmm. and I had like a goal in mind the whole time. Like, I really just wanted to learn how to make professional music, and I really wanted to you know, learn how to be a DJ. And I, I just really enjoyed like that going to those festivals and, you know, then you meet a bunch of DJs and your network starts growing and yeah, you know, I just, you know, it just it keeps snowballing. You know? Right. And what's your, what's your goal? Like, like you've, in terms of like goal, you you're probably reaching some place that you've yeah, been I mean, wanting to reach for a while. Yeah. Right like now, if but you were to tell me even probably a year ago this summer, like, Oh yeah, you're going to get like all these festivals. I'd be like, no way. Like maybe one or two, but <laughs> 
I, so like, who knows what next summer is going to bring. But I think um, ultimately, I just want to. Um, I think like the idea of success is just like being able to like sustain myself like through my musical endeavors, yeah. which is kind of what I'm doing right now, more yeah. or less, you know. But I, just on like a larger scale, like I'd be able to like to go play in the states, like play in Europe, play in Russia, like you know, I want to go like see the world through my music and like experience um, the world like through being able to go DJ and like perform at festivals and like from stuff that I've made in my studio in Kelowna, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and like I want to go like try all these like different foods in the world, but like I just want to be able to do it while I'm like doing my traveling and DJing stuff. So that's yeah. kind of also like why I'm so into it because I know it can like bring you around the world. Yeah, yeah, eventually. Oh, yeah. You get to basically kill quite a few birds with one stone yeah. by traveling, playing you know, shows, playing like shows. meeting people, like yeah. meeting so many like-minded people like all over the place. So it's just kind of like that. And house music isn't it doesn't obviously have that many words to it, right? No, no, so no, no, no. It's literally something that you can play all yeah, around the world. Yeah, it's just about the beat. Like, the if same you like way. people like the beats, like it's the energy, man. Mm-hmm. It's just the energy. Yeah, yeah. And so, how do you plan on like getting to that point? I think just doing what I'm doing, like just still, just, you know, each song I make keeps getting better and better and better. And like, you know, right. your, your online following keeps growing and more people that play your music will probably know about you. Like, you know, this summer, I have all the festivals I'm playing, like all my own stuff, like mixed in with other tracks I like. But mm. and then I go and post those sets online. And so when people, if they like my set, they can go listen to it and they're like, oh, what's this song? Oh, it's like his song. You know, let's go find it and download it. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, uh, you know, infecting the culture as it spreads. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of like how uh, online, the online world works now. It's just like stuff can spread like wildfire. It can. Yeah. And so I'm just gonna like, yeah, keep working, keep doing what I'm doing, keep being a good guy. You know. Yeah, because being kind and personable is important, right? Because yeah, yeah. If you sever all your ties with like all the people that you knew, you're gonna fucking like not go any- anywhere. Oh yeah, like you, you can shoot yourself in the foot so hard by like pissing off one promoter. It's like, oh well, guess I'm never gonna play that show again. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that, but there's some. There's like I've heard stories of that. Yeah, dude. Just like you know, oh well, I don't think this person can play that show anymore because of X reason. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, that stuff can be like painful. Mm-hmm. Be very painful. So yeah, I just like have noticed those things, and I'm like, networking is very important. So like, just be a good guy all around, and you won't ever have that issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's a thing that a lot of people are understanding now because like people like Gary Vaynerchuk, um, they he always preaches that sort of thing on his social media and everything Mm -hmm. so that's really cool man that's awesome and so do you post all your music that you play on in festivals like on your online accounts and all that um yeah i kind of have like a back catalog of probably like 12 finished songs right now damn so like sometimes i can make a song like three hours it's pretty crazy shit like it's just if if the mood strikes and like you know you have all your those sounds like good to go like you can crank something out really quickly yeah like i was saying earlier though like how i'd like i'd have like a full idea then i'd go back to it the next day and like make it maybe like 10 percent better just those fresh ears or whatever but you can get like pretty much 80 percent of the goods like done in one sitting yeah um and so yeah i just basically with what i do is i just have my songs like i kind of like put one out once every two or three weeks more or less just uh i don't know because why not? They're, I give them away for free. I don't really send too many things to record labels right now just because, like, I really want to hone my sound. Like, I really right. just want to get, like, such, like, a cliche, like, stunned type of sound, which I'm pretty... I think I'm pretty close in getting at now. Yeah. So, you know, maybe in, like, a few months, like, I'll, I probably will finish, like, five tracks or something, and then I'll start sending them out. Like, I casually send out stuff to record labels, but it's never, like, oh, my God, like, please sign my record. Like, <laughs> I don't care if they're going to sign it. Like, because yeah. I know, like... I'm going to put it online. I'm still going to play it on my sets. It's not going to take anything away from like my DJ ability or sets. If like, you know, 
one label's like, ooh, I don't know, bro. Like, this isn't exactly what we want. It's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's what I want, so deal yeah. with it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I think, like, that attitude kind of, like, helps me a bit. But eventually, think- I'm going to, like, you know, definitely, like, have this stuff out in labels. It just, like, takes time. I don't even know where I'd want to go right away, you know? Yeah. Like, to make, like, my first imprint. Like, my favorite label is probably night bass it's run by this guy called ac slater and it's just like all this awesome house music i was really into that stuff like that was kind of when i first discovered um house music i've obviously branched out a bit more than there but i just think yeah. like still all my favorite uh djs all release on night bass damn they release everywhere else but like all these like awesome house artists like always release on night bass yeah okay so it's like even like my phone background man like my phone background even like says night base, so I can't see it right now, but I'll show you later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like I see it every day. I'm like night base. Damn. And so um, the thing about record labels is that they also want to see that you have like you've made an impact in the local area that yeah, you're from, right? Yeah, so- yeah. You like kind of have to like have like a professional looking artist image, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Unless you like write the craziest song ever and it's like so undeniably like amazing, like they'll they'll probably like help you out with your journey, you know? Yeah. A lot of um, SoundCloud rappers are like that. Yeah, yeah, like those guys. They just blow up right away. 20 million plays overnight. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. Like, I'll rap about bitches and lean. Like, come on. <laughs> and, like, I'll get sad tattooed under my eye. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> sad boy for life. Oh, my God. Stun's amazing. I'll be, like, headlining Coachella next year. Bruh, I don't know if that'd be perfect for your image No, 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 no. I couldn't do that. I don't have any tattoos yet. Yeah, me I'll either. probably get one. Yeah. What would you get? I think something on my forearm. Yeah. The, I, the idea that I had, so like, I'd probably get like a waveform of um, maybe like, I know this is like cheesy, but like the first song I ever get signed to a record label is the idea that I had. Mm-hmm. I'd take the waveform from like a bass noise in it or like a kick drum and I'd just get the waveform on my forearm. Cool. So it'd be like, it'd be like kind of weird. I'd be like, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh, like the first song I ever got signed is like, you know, tattooed on my arm kind of. Cool. I got the idea for that. A lady came in the studio and she got her dog's bark recorded. And I was like, what are you doing that for? So I'm going to get that tattooed on me. I'm like, that's pretty damn cool. Like, and so then I was like, man, I could do that with like a music thing. Like, or maybe get the waveform of the whole song or something, you know, just yeah. tattooed on my arm. Like, it's just something significant that's only personal to me. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so many people that have like, you know, like a guitar tattoo or like a bass clap or something. Yeah. So I was like, I can't get a, like a cliche music tattoo, but I'd want to get like something related to music. So, like, you know, waveform is kind of personal. Dude, and that makes so much sense for your identity because people would know that about you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that is your thing. Yeah, that, yeah. that you went to high school with would be like, that's the guy that got signed to this label. Yeah, I bet, like, people I people in my high school probably was like, what the hell? Like, ben, why has Ben doing this? This guy was, like, a, a <laughs> basketball player, like, probably was going to be an accountant. Like, why, why is he doing this? I was like, yeah. I don't know. Creative. Damn. Heart wants with the heart wants. I don't know. Did so people had no idea. Well, like man, like I, I like this whole like music thing never even was like really in Calgary. Like I never even really did. Per, like the first time I DJ in Calgary was like a week ago. You know, like I never really um, did any music. I produced a ton in Calgary, like in my mom's basement. Like I mm-hmm. made beats like every day there. But I started DJing in Lethbridge. Tried throwing a party there with my buddy Riley. Shout out Mill Skills. <laughs> we threw this party that was like not very successful, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and then from there, I just DJed a bunch. Uh, started playing at some like dingy club there called Inferno. And then realized if I ever wanted to play better shows, I had to learn how to make my own music. So downloaded Ableton. Uh, finished university, produced a bunch. Eight months later, moved to Kelowna. Then started working at the studio, and now you know. A year and a half later, I'm sitting right here. So yeah, damn. So it was kind of a pretty quick. Like it, tur- it happened pretty quick. Yeah, you know? like 
But uh, it's just because I can work hard and, you know, have good head on my shoulders and I eat broccoli and carrots and shit. So, you know, <laughs> drink lots of coffee, like tons of coffee. Yeah, you got to stay uh, up those late nights. Yeah. It's weird. Like, sometimes I, I kind of like producing during the day. That's like, I know a lot of people will say the best music's written after midnight. Yeah. But for some reason, when, like, I love being able to, like, get up and I just go to the studio and I have, like, a five, six hour sesh and it's like, sweet, like, I'm done. Like, I, now I can go, like, you know, enjoy the night. Now you, then you can just fuck off and do whatever exactly. you want. Yeah, but yeah. Some, it's weird. Sometimes I'll produce a bunch at night. Like, I used to work at this restaurant crafty here in Kelowna. Okay. And so I would work there like, you know, to like four, five, six, whatever. And then I would just right over the studio right away. Like be there till like two in the morning, go to bed, like go back right to crafty away, like get up, serve lunch, like rinse and repeat for like eight months straight probably. Yeah. And then eventually I just had enough stuff going on outside of crafty. I was like, I can quit this place. Yeah. But it was great. It was great when I first came here. Like it was a guy that I knew from Calgary that owned this restaurant. So it was my fr- that's why I could work there right away. Right. And then I branched in. out and found all the music opportunities. Right. And now you're working exclusively with Blueprint, uh, doing yeah. all your music stuff. Doing yeah, artist liaison for Blueprint. Um, mm-hmm. Manage manage the studio. Do my own personal artist stuff. Um, I teach a bunch. So yeah, it's just like all these things like kind of under my musical freelance umbrella. Yeah. Which was yeah. like what I wanted when I moved here. I was like, man, that would just be so cool if I could just like have all these odd jobs. Because like it's Kelowna, right? Like you want to be able to go do things. If like people call you up for to go on a boat, like you want to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, because it's the nicest place ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Man, that's amazing. That's amazing to me that you just like literally had this idea and you just turn it into yeah this you know just like put you put what you want in the universe man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. hang out with a lot of hippies so you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i honestly grew up with like a lot of like the beatles and their mm-hmm. hippie era and Jimi hendrix and like that hippie era and i just sort of like got into the culture and i started re- reading about timothy leary and all that uh all those people in that uh when they were doing all this lsd and stuff and thinking mm-hmm. about that and you know i think it really applies still to today yeah 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 it's yeah, great. yeah, especially here. There's like, you know, the whole Shambhala culture, all those people that just like live for festivals. Yeah. So it's like, I love going to festivals, but um, I always wanted to play them. It would kind of like make me like mad in the crowd. I'd be like, oh, this is so fun, but I just like wish I could be on the stage. So it's like almost like added motivation. Yeah. So this year I decided not to attend Shambhala and oh. I don't want to go back until I play. Oh. And Brandon and Jake have the same philosophy. Oh. We were all kind of like, yeah, we're going to go this year. Uh, kind of wishy-washy about it. And I said this a year ago, I was like, I don't want to go back to like play. And then I kind of like, you know, a couple months go by. I'm like, of course, I'm going to go to Shambhala. But then about a week, a couple weeks ago, we were like, no, no, no. Like, come, like we're going to show like, you know, like brotherhood camaraderie. Like we're not going until we play. So hopefully next year we go, Ooh. but we'll see. We'll see. Like, you know, I think that's like a good, good, uh, like basically like the next Western Canada festival for me to play is Shambhala. So yeah. like hopefully soon. Well, this is the most amount of co- uh, festivals you played this summer. Oh, so for right, sure. Right? This so, is the most amount of festivals I've ever attended in the summer. You know what I mean? Like I've never hit six festivals in the summer. Like if anything, it was like, I'd go to Shambhala for the past yeah. three years. Um, and maybe like a couple of the ones that I would play, but yeah, this one for sure is the most, uh, festivals I've ever attended in the summer too. Yeah. So it's cool. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Cool. Cool. That's amazing. And honestly though, like the thing is that it multiplies, right? Yeah, like, exactly. More and more people will then see you. Your name is going to get out there so much more. Like, yeah, I know. Many, I have how many like, people you think attend those, right? I know. I know. Like I'm stoked. And, and it's different crowds too, right? Like I got mm-hmm. to play in Calgary, which is the Stampede crowd, which is a bit interesting, but it was still really fun. <laughs> Um, and then Center of Gravity is a bit more of like the mainstream-ish crowd. You know what I mean? Like it's just that kind of festival. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to the beach in Kelowna. And then Curiosity was like 
totally out in the bush, you know, <laughs> like people are camping three days, like hard, no cell reception. And then you have motion notion, which is kind of like a, like a Shambhala light almost, you know what right. I mean? Like it's like a pretty well-known festival. It's actually happening in Merritt this year. Oh, cool. So a lot closer for me. It used to be in golden, but yeah, it's uh, it's very cool going and then snow bombing mm-hmm. might have, might have been the coolest festival I ever played to date. Why? Um, just up on a ski hill. Yeah. It was up on a sun peak ski hill and they had stages like all over the, all over the uh, mountain. Yeah. And I had, um, I ended up playing five sets there. What? I played on the stage called the underground, okay. which was a parking garage that okay. they turned into like an underground, like techno stage, which was dope. I got to open it up. Wow. And then, um, I played in, uh, this like after ski lounge. I played in the nightclub there and then I played like a few back to backs with other artists in like the nightclub there. So it was like all around it ended up being like five different like sets I played. It's pretty rowdy. And then, like they have like uh, stages like up the ski hill, like you take a chairlift to get up there. They have it, it was just like a really interesting festival. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully yeah. in there next year. Hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah. I bet you will, man. I think honestly, like I, I can't wait and to like get another interview with you, like same time next year. And yeah, yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this year I'm doing twelve festivals. Yeah. Oh, guess what? And Sham. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. You know, hopefully it's not like yeah, I live on Leon now. I uh, <laughs> no, I don't work at the Gospel Mission. I'm just a patron. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, I hopefully, highly, highly doubt that. Nah, man, for real, I'd be hugely shocked. All of my listeners will be hugely shocked <laughs> if that was the thing. I will man. do it for you, listeners. <laughs> I will. I will play a Shambhala. Hell yeah! You don't want to disappoint. No, no. Those people I'm, are I'm, yeah, that's like the first year I went to Shambhala. I was like, I think I could do this by 2019. So I'm still not wrong. Yeah. Uh, the first year I went was 2015. And I was like, okay, I think maybe like three beyond this, like you know, 16, 17, 18, and then like the 19th, I was like, I think I could probably do that. Okay. Honestly, I'm seriously gonna watch you very closely. All right. Yeah. Yeah. For real, for real. And uh, where else can everybody watch you very closely on your Shambhala journey? Well, I'm, I'm always posting stuff on my um, Facebook page. You can just like search uh, Stunned um, or like my name, Ben Stunden. I have all my stuff on SoundCloud, Spotify. So it's just Twitter, Instagram. I don't know. It's just like, I think I'm the only artist called Stunned. It's part of my last name. My last name is Stunned. You spell it? S T U N D. There you go. My last name is Stunden. And so I just shortened the. E-N off it and made it a word. One syllable rolls off the tongue. It's a word. Yeah. 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 Crazy, crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, that's amazing, dude. Uh, Is there anything else you wanted to add into the podcast? Anything else you wanted to get off your chest? You know, I'm not a clinical (sighs) psychologist or anything, but... (laughs) I think I'm good. I think I was pretty much covered all the grounds. Hell yeah, dude. That's friggin' sick. Well, that was Ben Stunden, uh, a.k.a. Stun Music. Uh, Thank you very much for coming along here, and thank you all the listeners to... uh, listening to our wonderful podcast. Um, so I wanted to just give a reminder here that we're close to 100 followers at this point. And uh, please let your friends know to follow us on Instagram. Also, follow us on Facebook so you get to see all my little posts and everything like that. And also uh, SoundCloud. And you might even see us on major music platforms. Uh, oh, so, oh, shit. You better watch out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. I'm your host, Deepak Body, And I hope... Hope you have a good rest of your day. See ya! Dope.